This is David's Book Talk, bringing authors and book lovers together in a unique way since 2009. Visit us at davidsbooktalk.com and join the conversation at facebook.com slash davidsbooktalk. But first, pull up a chair, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Here's your host, David English. Hello and welcome to David's Book Talk. And we have a very famous person today. Her name is Julie Rogers Familia. She is the granddaughter of Roy Rogers and Dale Evans. And she's written a new book called Your Hero, My Grandparents. Hello. Hi. <laughs> nice to, to be on the show with you. Thank you so much for having me. You have such a great uh, entertainer's voice. <laughs> I love your voice. It sort of reminds well, me of Betty Boop a little bit. That, that, that. Oh, you know what? That's a new one. I'll have to write that one down. Oh, but it just—it well, just reminds me. It just for some reason, listening to Betty Boop's voice on TV, it just kind of—I don't know why. I don't know why things trigger that. other things. Okay, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> but you have one of those voices that people, you know, that you want to talk to. You, when you hear the voice, you think, "Oh, she sounds really interesting." Well. You know what? I think everybody's, you know, it's like one person's, uh, when you're going garage sailing, one person's junk is another person's treasure. So when you don't think you're that interesting, other people do, because it's not your life. Do you know what I mean? Right. And you go away thinking, why do they think I'm so interesting? What, what is yeah. it about me? <laughs> well, that's how I, grow up, how I grew up, too, wondering why people thought that my grandparents were so interesting, because to me it was my normal. So. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it that's got to be it's got to be a weird thing, and being out with them and having people approach you and you think, who are these people? What's going to happen to us? <laughs> right, right. Fortunately, it was back in the day when things were a little a little more calm, um, but you always wondered, and I just figured, okay, well, it's just part of Grandma and Grandpa's job. But the, the difference was, I thought that everybody's grandpa had a TV show, and and everybody's grandparents did this. And, um, Were you disappointed so was, when you found out that wasn't true? Well, I was confused more than anything. Right. I just thought everything that I had known up until then was not correct. And it wasn't until I was in second grade that my teacher called me up and said, Hey, do you know who this is? And she looked down at my, uh, I looked down at her desk and I saw the stack of weekly readers on her desk with Grandpa's picture on the front. And I just thought, yeah, that's my grandpa. But I, I could not for the life of me figure out why she was so intense about it and why she was so excited. And um, and she made a big deal about it. So I went home that day and asked my parents a lot of questions um, because I had no idea the effect that they had on other people or that other people even knew who they were. And it was probably great that you didn't have the the paparazzi like they are today. Oh, they're, all, they're relentless oh, today. Oh, they're terrible today. And they're always trying to find negativity, too. They're trying to, you know, catch you doing, you know, something. And back then, they were a lot nicer. Right. So and, did uh, your, the positivity you talk about in your family, particularly with your father, did that rub off on you an awful lot? Well, I'm hoping so. I'm, I'm really hoping so. My dad was the most positive person I have ever met in my life, and he wasn't just faking it. 
And, you know, for the kind of way that he was brought up with Grandma, he could have been really resentful and bitter and all of this, and they had the most beautiful relationship you've ever seen. Um, he just, yeah, he was, he was kind of dragged along in that drama for a bit, and then he went to live on the farm with my, my grandma's mom, and he got a little bit of taste of normal life, and I think that's what really saved him. And then when he went back to live with grandma, um, he was just a, uh, an older child, like confidant kind of feel, because by then she was dealing with grandpa's small children, and my dad was so much older. So it was a very interesting dynamic that they had, but they were very, very close, and my dad was very positive. He even liked hospital food. Nobody likes hospital food. <laughs> That's right. I certainly you don't. Know? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's anyway. amazing. I remember my friend Marianne, when she went into a nursing home, she always talked about how good the food was, and I'm like, what, in a nursing home? Really? What is wrong with you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Somebody she, says that. But she loved being waited on. She'd never, like, been waited on before, and it really oh. made her feel good. And I would yeah. think, no, Mary, you're supposed to rebel against going into a nursing yeah, home. Everybody to be does. Complaining. <laughs> you're supposed to be like, I don't want to do this and be stubborn and, and stamp your feet. And, but right. No, she was, right. Some people just go against the grain totally, and it's just, it's just shocking. Right, right. And, and funny at the same time. Now well, you, my, my grandma was very positive, too, so I think she rubbed off on him, and he rubbed off on me, hopefully. So hopefully we're keeping it going, this positivity. Right. Now, I should mention, this is published by Brighton Publishing. I've never heard of Brighton Publishing before. They're a small company, but they are extraordinary. They've been so, so good for me. And, you know, I'm a first-time author so they've they've well what makes this book so wonderful is the pictures i mean the pictures are just endless and we feel like we, we get a glimpse into your into your life and so many beautiful pictures you know, it's funny because they had to, they had to cut out 125 pictures that I wanted in the book. And um, as far as I see it, I'm going to have to do like a coffee table book or something with just pictures and captions for next time because there were so many photos. I mean, I have thousands of photos of them and uh, family photos and, and PR photos and really great photos that I couldn't use because it's just too many. And... Um, I mean, certainly but we're used I to being think. photographed. I mean, Joy and Dale, yeah. just, I mean, it had to be all yeah. the time. I mean, you have to yeah. you better get used to it or you're in trouble. Or you're in trouble, yeah. I mean, fortunately, they were very, uh, they were very good-natured about it. And, you know, that's just what comes with that profession, that business. And you, that's just part of it. And so we got to see little glimpses of what they experienced every day when we were out with them. And so it didn't really affect us unless we were with them. We could slide back into our anonymous life, you know, just being who we are, and then we'd go with them somewhere and it would be different. So um, it was a nice balance for me. Uh, I don't, uh, yeah, that's a lot when you're a celebrity of that magnitude back then, and I don't think people realize it today because a lot of people don't know who Royandale are if, if they're under 60. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was, it was a, they were kind of a big deal back then. And you know a lot of people. I mean, you've talked to a lot of famous people or had interactions with a lot of famous people. Well, what's so cool is that their peers have so many stories about them. And I love that because that's not, 
I'm not I'm not um, saying just the fans, but you know when when your peers you're in the same work, you're doing the same thing, and yet they still had such high praise and kind things to say about them. And that says a lot when your peers can, can say that about you. And it you. feels good every time you hear it, too. So it, yeah. it's like you're reliving their, their kindnesses over and over and over again. Exactly. People say, oh, you must be so tired of hearing these stories. It's like, no, I'm really not. I I love it, and it's it's good stuff. And we need some of that good feeling nostalgia back today you know especially in the days that we're living in now so and that's the good thing about it even when you get sad and you think they're no longer around you that you remember all the good times and that brings back all the me all the good memories and that and that just exactly. brings all the good stuff back again so you keep reliving it over and over and over again and that well yeah and the beautiful thing about having um grandparents that were live images on tv is that they really do feel like they're still here you know other people have still pictures from from past generations and i have you know a lot of that with my parents but with my grandparents they're living breathing talking on the screen and it's i can go back and just close my eyes and i'm right there now last and, night last night i was watching your, your episode um, roy's episodes of celebrity bowling because I love watching that show. And I, I didn't realize he was on the show until yeah. you, you mentioned it in your book. And I thought, oh, now i got to go on YouTube and find these. these. And he, oh. what a bowler he was. Yeah, he was really good. He took us grandchildren down to the bowling alley one time and tried to teach us. I'm not sure how much we learned, but we had a lot of fun and um, totally wore him out. And um, But he was he was right in there with everybody else. He was very good. It was fun yeah, to watch him because he would, he, it was really, he could really bowl, you know, right yeah. near the pocket. And, and it was just, it was just like, wow, he knows what he's well, doing. He this man's bowled before. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, there's, there's not, there wasn't much that he couldn't do as far as physical activity. He was very athletic and very, very much into, you know, he wasn't one to sit home and read a book or do a crossword puzzle. Right. That just that wasn't his style. Now that was Grandma's style, mm -hmm. um, and a couple times she got stumped over her own name in a crossword puzzle. <laughs> That's funny. I just rolled my eyes, thinking, Grandma, you are <laughs> you are a real case. That's you, and you can't even guess your own name. Um, laughed and laughed, but um, I think you have you, was, your voice sounds a little bit like hers too. I think. Well, you know, she would say, and I'm not sure this was ever really a. I don't know. I'm going to take it as positive. But she'd say, baby, you are more like me than anybody in the family. And I think at the time, hmm, I wonder if that's a good thing. <laughs> um, but but my, my uncle Dusty has said the same thing um, over the years. And, you know, I guess it has to come down in the genes somewhere um, because she's, she's my blood relative grandmother. She's my, um, we're actually related, which is quite something because most of us in the family are not related to any of us blood related. It, it, but it doesn't matter. That was just <clears throat> our family. Right, know? and it doesn't. Once you become a family, nobody can take that away from you. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. You, know, you, you right. are what you, it is what it is. And, and you know. Well, it's, it's funny because when I was growing up, I didn't understand that. People would finally figure out the connection and say, oh, then Roy isn't really your grandfather. And I would be so upset. Like, what? Yeah, what that's terrible. What a terrible thing to say to somebody. You know, but people people just want to understand. They don't get the family. They don't understand who's who and who's from who. But but it's a yours, mine, ours, adopted, foster, 
you know, it's an everything family. Well, your your book showed up on my doorstep like a week ago, and I, with your beautiful writing, even though it's beautiful writing, they really do. It's so clear, and and I'm looking at it now, and your even your signature is like, wow. I wish I could write like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a school teacher. Maybe that accounts for the the penmanship. I don't know somehow. <laughs> but it's so it was so cool. Like, and she's never even met me, and she sends sent me a book like this. It, it really is a moving experience because you think, wow. The woman doesn't even know who I am, and yet I'm getting a book from her. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, I just want, I want so much for you to know my family and to know them. And, you know, they were everything that people thought they were or hoped they were. Because a lot of times celebrities aren't. You, you oh, yeah. Know, you kind of brace yourself and think, okay, are they really as nice as they appear on screen? And with my grandparents, yes. Absolutely. And they never forgot their roots and they never forgot who they were and grandpa would always say, There wouldn't be a Roy Rogers if there weren't if it weren't for the fans. So he really was grateful to, to the fans. I tell you what I miss is restaurants. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Even mostly on the east coast and Midwest, there weren't too many out here in California. Um Why but, is that I wonder? Well, I don't know. Um, I don't know, because Marriott Corporation, he was, that was who was running the restaurants, and, um, I never asked that question. That's interesting. But, um, California's kind of a tough crowd, too. Like, you know, there's so many celebrities out here that even talking about Roy and Dale, uh, or getting some interest in them is sometimes, you know, more difficult because there's just, they're in it, we're inundated with, with Hollywood out here. I mean, what was I thinking? It's it's coming up, well, it will be coming up on the 100th anniversary of, of who's, somebody's birthday, isn't it? Um, or soon. Well, in 2012, actually, I rode in the Rose Parade right in front of our family float, and that was celebrating Grandpa's 100th, what would have been his 100th birthday. Oh, okay, so very had it. Okay, I was thinking there yeah, was something, I noticed a date on something, and I thought it was coming up uh, on the 100th, and I'm, yeah, I'm not, I don't no, remember what it was now. Well, it's so hard to believe that they've been gone that long because um, I mean, they're just they're just right so present in my mind all the time. Well, the, and, you talk about the bus accident and I, and oh. that you know it may, it stops your heart to read about. It. You think, how in the world did this family ever get through something like that? And how does anybody get through something like that? How how do you? I know. And at the time, I mean, it was devastating, and especially Debbie's death to me. There was you know three of my aunts and uncles died. I did not know Robin, the first one. She was born before me. She was the one little girl that had Down syndrome, and they buried her on her second birthday, which oh, was that's sad. Yeah. yeah um, but, the, um, and Sandy, I, he was a lot older than me, m older than me, um, but Debbie I was really close to, and to find out on my birthday that she had, she had died in that way, and so suddenly, and it was, it was very jolting. It was, it was a moment in time. You know that moment, you know, where you say, where were you when Kennedy was shot? Or right. where were you when, you know, something? And that, yes. to me, was just, uh, it was heart-stopping. It was really tough. And um, and to come home and to see my grandma sitting at the table, buried in her hands, sobbing. And, you know, adults in your life aren't supposed to fall apart like that. They're no. supposed to be the strong ones. Well, just, it just goes to show what a wonderful person she must have been, because oh, just yeah. to have that much feeling 
I mean, yeah. men are, oh, us men, we're not supposed to ever cry, you know. You're not supposed to ever. <laughs> well, I was yeah. crying last night. I got news for you. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, and Grandpa cried. I mean, you know. I don't, I'm not ashamed to tell people I cry. Why no. should I be? No, I think you have to be pretty strong to be able to, to express that, actually. And um, they certainly had enough heartbreak. Uh, and it was this cloud that kept drifting over us for a while. And it was uh, not very, it was felt very unnatural and weird. But, um, but we got through it. And um, here we are. I mean, <laughs> there's still so many good things to, to look back on. And, you know, they really changed the, the social landscape, though, of what people thought about um, little children with special needs and Down syndrome and other things going on because, um, you know, before Grandma and Grandpa brought her home, people would institutionalize those kids and just put them away in homes. Right. And so when they left the hospital, they said, well, where are you going to put her? And Grandpa was like, what do you mean where am I going to put her? We're going to take her home. Oh, really? And... Um, and the minute they started speaking out and being proud of her and talking about her and um, bringing public awareness to people, they, start, they started seeing families just come out in droves to their uh, rodeos and, and things with special needs kids. And they really created a, a, a safe place for people to, to want to live differently. And how dare you tell me how the hell I'm going to deal with something that I want to deal with my own way? You know, it's, people are yeah. funny that way. They always yeah. think, you know, they have the answers, and you're, you know, when when, when every everything is different, every every situation is different. Right. And you can't right. say, you know, that they should be here, this should be this way, or this. You, right. It's just not the way it is. I love this no. horse on the cover that you're sitting on. Do you still have oh, this horse? Oh, that's my horse. Yeah, that's my horse, Sunny. Is he um, still I, around? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, um, I, we have two male uh, Palominos, and Sunny. Um, I was joking on my Facebook page, uh, saying that he's gotten a, a, you know, a little bit of a big head over being on the cover. You know, now he's demanding, you know, only certain kinds of wheatgrass in his trailer and <laughs> yeah. 68 degrees and um, exactly. And he, um, he's a, he's a character. And um, he looks a lot like Trigger, and shocker, I really like Palominos. It, it takes me back. Mm -hmm. And all I have to do is walk into the barn and smell the barn, and it just makes me, it takes me all the way back to when I was four years old and Grandpa was putting me up on Trigger. And um, I just have such fun memories of, of him with horses and Trigger and the barn and all that stuff. Exactly. And so... Yeah, my husband is a real um, cowboy. He's really, really a good horseman. And the funny thing was, I didn't know how to ride a horse. I, I mean, I sat on trigger, but I didn't really know how to be, a, you know, a good rider. And um, so he, when he was teaching me how to ride so I could be in the Rose Parade all those years, um, he was saying, I can't believe I am teaching Roy Rogers' granddaughter how to ride a horse. There's something wrong with this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I said, well... You know, we were busy doing other things. So, uh, but now we have our horses. We have uh, we have a horse, two horses, a pony, and a miniature donkey that's about the size of a German Shepherd. Right. And it hangs out with the dogs. And the whole so, family's got a love of animals. And it just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it goes way back. <laughs> right to the, 
What made you write this book now? I mean, was there, did somebody approach you or did you, with all these pictures and all these stories, and uh, what made you write it now? Well, you know, as you get older, and I know we all are, I, I get kind of reminiscent of how I grew up, and I, I started realizing, you know, my, my grown sons don't really know a lot of how I grew up. They've heard bits and pieces, but I was at the point where I wanted to write them kind of a journal and give it to them for Christmas, just a mom gift, you know, mm-hmm. on the Kinkos or something. And um, and when I go out to these Western festivals, people would always say, oh, you have such great stories, you should write a book. And I said, I would say, well, I am writing a book, actually, but it's to my sons. And along the way, they, they convinced me, people all over said, no, you need to broaden your audience and get it published so that we can read the stories too. So that's how it came about. It didn't really come about that I planned on being an author. I just wanted to give my sons a little bit of um, their history. And so I dedicated the book to them, and it's really to them. So I just started with one little story and thought, well, I don't, what do I have to say? Um, I didn't think I had that much to say, but 33 little stories later, I guess I did say. Right, and you have a lot to say. (laughs) So, yeah, it was um, very easy to put it together after you just encapsulize. Well, that's what's so easy about it, because you can pick up the book and read one story. You don't have to read it cover to cover, because they're all individual little stories that I remember. That's true. They're in chronological order, but... um, you know, one doesn't depend on the next one for you to know what's going on. Right, and then they, then you get the pictures. You're like, ooh, this is the good stuff. The pictures, we love the pictures. I know, I know. My husband says that too. He says, I don't, I don't like to read. I'd rather have a coffee table book. So I love all the pictures in it. So, <laughs> the story, um, of, the story about Dell's your grandmother on the plane is just a, a classic of all. Oh my gosh. I'm laughing just thinking about it. (laughs) And my my poor other grandmother was so, so shy. And she would would have flown to the wrong place. Uh, They were in the, uh, just for your your listeners, they were on the wrong plane. And they didn't realize it until they were on the plane. And the plane was pushing back from the gate. And grandma stopped the plane. And my other grandma would have flown to San Diego, the wrong place. Um, just because she would have been too embarrassed to say anything. Mm-hmm. And Grandma, you know, she's jumping up in her seat saying, come on, Mabel, we got to get off this plane. And now today I'm sure it would be a little bit different. But um, they stopped the plane and they got them on the right plane. And um, it was funny, though, because, well, I'm not sure how funny the other people in the plane thought it was because they had pretty much made two flights very late. But... Um, she was. She just could not go incognito anywhere or, or fly under the radar anywhere because she was just very, um, she had a big personality. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, um, I can imagine. So. I, I'm just picturing her with all this food flying all over the place in the airport. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, had gotten, she had gotten Grandma Mabel and her, you know, the, the little box, box lunch of chicken, and, and they had gotten, and, you know, she used to travel with so much stuff. And my other grandma just had her little purse and her little overnight bag, you know, and um, and grandma's just bustling down the aisle trying to, you know, my other grandma's just trying to fly under the radar, like I said, and, and grandma's not even thinking about that. And um, and not even a thought of what other people are thinking of, of her. And um, going to Scotland was the same thing. When I went to Scotland with her, she just... Um, 
she didn't she didn't have a lot of um, care that she was embarrassing us. <laughs> She didn't want to embarrass us, but she just didn't. She just didn't know it. She didn't, she didn't know, know any I other way to do it. That was that was exactly. her way. And exactly. You can't tell. Every, people react differently. Everybody reacts differently. You can't stop the way people are. They are what they are. And right. You can't say well, you can't be like that because it, it's the, it's their nature. It's like they're going against their nature to do something right. different. And how are you gonna how are you gonna change that? <laughs> I know, and you just can't. And um. You know, Grandpa was as shy as she was outgoing, and it was per it worked perfectly for them because people used to say, "Well, Roy, doesn't it bother you that she talks so much in interviews?" And he said, "Not at all." He said, "It it gives me lots of time to think of what I want to say and just how I want to say it." Oh. And so it worked out very nicely for them, and um, they just gave each other their space too. I mean, he knew that she had to be that way, and she knew that he needed some downtime, even at family get-togethers like Thanksgiving or Christmas, he'd have to go in the back room sometimes in their bedroom just to kind of take a break from all the people because he wasn't a small talker at all. It's funny, and I don't, it's hard for me to believe that he, Roy Rogers was in a hundred movies. I mean, I didn't, I knew he did movies, but I had no idea he, he did over a hundred of them and I think, yeah. I mean, and where can we see all these movies anyway? Well, you can see them still on RFD TV or some of those old, um, uh, channels that you can see all the oldies on. Right. Um, I still see them. Every once in a while, I'm flipping around, and I'll go, oh, and I'll, I'll look, you know, I'll, I'll watch one. Right. But, um, you know, they have them out on DVD. Of course, now DVD is going to be obsolete pretty soon, too. But um, yeah. <laughs> the um, they're still around. And, um, you know, they weren't acting. They were just being themselves. Yeah. So, so it, it was um, a different day. No, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, and I think they said at some point he was doing eight of them a year or something. Yeah, they were cranking them out so fast. And, you know, it's it's unfair that um, some of the media has given them a bit of bad press, you know, the B-Westerns. They kind of laugh at the B-Westerns, like, you know, well, they weren't as good as the, the big sweeping Westerns that John Wayne did or, you know, the right. big budget movies. Well, the the reality was that the few westerns were the bread and butter for the studios. They were the ones that brought in all the money exactly. for those Saturday matinee kids, you know, um, plunking down their dimes. You know, it all added up. And that gave the studios the funds to be able to create those uh, those big budget movies. So they were very important in the whole scheme of, of things with, with um, westerns and, you know, just those film studios in general back then. So um, they're nothing to really sniff at. You know, people kind of joke about them, but, but they were important in their own right, you know? I'm trying to picture Roy <laughs> dumping all that mail on the front lawn. Oh, <laughs> he, oh my goodness. Did he really yes, do that? He yes, he did. <laughs> um, and that's not really like him. He was just so very frustrated because he wanted to answer his fan letters, and he got so many thousands of fan letters every week and he didn't even have the money in his paycheck to buy stamps uh, to be able to respond to everybody and that was a very old school thought that he, he owed it to his fans to respond and the CEO said you know we'll just throw them away you know some of the other people do that just just toss them and grandpa mm -hmm. 
couldn't do that. And so um, he kept asking for a little bit of a raise and a little bit of a raise, and <clears throat> he wouldn't budge. And finally, he just got a, a dump truck, put all the fan mail in there, and backed it up to his um, his uh, office lawn there at Republic and dumped all the letters out on the lawn. And he came running out. He was so angry. Mm. He was like jumping around and yelling and cursing and stuff. And Grandpa just waved and drove away. Um, <laughs> I can see him doing that. You too. know, it's <laughs> like I'm telling you what I'm telling you is true. And here it is, right here. So, <laughs> it just makes you laugh. I mean, it, it, I know. Very, very non-conventional for what. Grandpa usually was. was so, what did he get as a result of that? I mean, what did they he do? He got a small. He got a small pay raise. It wasn't enough, but it was, you know, it was a nod at least. And uh, what he started doing then was going out and uh, going out on the road and doing rodeos in his off times when he wasn't filming, so that he could make some more money that way, uh, doing personal appearances. Just to survive. We forget uh, that it, 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 he had struggles, too. I mean, just because he oh, was yeah. a star, and it may have been... He wasn't was, just rolling it, rolling in the dough. He wasn't... Um, he wasn't well off. He was he was very comfortable. I, I'm not saying that he wasn't, but it, it's not like he was living in some palatial mansion uh, in Beverly Hills. He was a kind of a cowboy, and they were out in San Fernando Valley on their ranch. But I mean, and, one uh, thing comes through: they had to have enjoyed what they did. I mean, you couldn't oh, be that busy and do all this these personal things right. if they didn't enjoy it. Oh, they loved it. Oh, yeah, they loved it. And then later on, he got into merchandising, and, and he was second only to Walt Disney uh, with the amount of things that he had out there with his name That's or incredible. license on it. And he was very savvy with that. And, you know, the first NFL merchandising was actually under Grandpa's umbrella of his enterprises, Roy Rogers Enterprises, was NFL merchandising. Now, is the museum still open? Is Roy Rogers... No, that closed in, what, 2008... Um, we moved it from Victorville after it was there for 20-something years. We moved it there uh, to Branson, Missouri. And then in 2008, when kind of the housing market crashed and there was a lot of, you know, um, just money issues and stuff everywhere, um, it closed because Branson, you know, is, is frequented by lots of tour buses with uh, older people and fixed incomes and you know, uh, it really, it really did a number on the tourism business in Branson that whole time. So the museum closed, and we uh, auctioned it all off at Christie's Auction House in New York City. And it was hard at first because there were all these personal items that were going out to strangers bidding on them. But then I thought, you know what? First of all, I'm just happy and grateful that so many people love them that much that they want a little piece of their lives. And second of all, we're not missing anything because we have all the memories, and you can't you can't buy those. Now, and how many how many children do you have? I have three. You have three I have kids. Three, yep, three sons and three grandchildren, and they're all married and um, on the West Coast, and yeah, so they're um. And they're all married. close by. Oh yeah. Well. Uh, you know, we just moved recently from L.A. to um, Lake Tahoe, Nevada, to try to get a little bit of relief from um, just, you know, pricing and, you know, housing and right. all that stuff. Um, so um, two of them live in Sacramento. That's two hours away. And one still lives down uh, in Santa Clarita, where we just moved from. And I go down there. It's a six-hour drive, but I go down there on, on the weekends sometimes and 
and stay and then come back. So I try to make around, make it around to see everybody. Did Roy, did Roy and Dale ever really have a bad day, other than the, the, the deaths in the family? I'm gonna throw, let's put those aside. But did they ever really have a bad day? A bad day? Yeah. Um, I, you know what? I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. I mean, every time you see them, they have happy, they have a smile on their face. I mean, that's not. I mean, I'm sure they did. Yeah, but um, but they were pretty happy. Um, Grandpa would whistle happy trails around the house a lot, and I said, one time when I was in college, I said, Grandpa, aren't you tired of that song? I mean, I love the song. Don't get me wrong, but you sing it a lot. You you really like that, huh? Mm. He said, Yep, I sure do. <laughs> and um. <laughs> But they never seem, I mean, you never see any, any picture of them where they're not smiling. I mean, it's like they, they're, I mean, and you wonder, how can anybody be that happy all the time? <laughs> and, yet they're, well, and there are people like that. And Yeah, I know. I have a, um, I have a nephew that's like that, definitely. Um, no, um, they were generally very happy, and they were at peace with, with their lives. You know, they had really kind of made a mess of their lives early on. Mm-hmm. She had had her. This grandpa was her fourth marriage, and grandma was his third marriage. Oh, and wow. I didn't so they that. they had really not gotten it right up until then. And um, and when they finally kind of were at peace, and they kind of found their faith, and they wanted to to live, you know, not always chasing fame, but accepting life as it is. Then they were they were very happy. Now, very how happy. old how old were you when they were born? I'm, I'm sorry. How old were you? How old were they when, when you I were born? born? Yeah, that's what I was going um, to say. Yeah, my um, my grandma was. Um, um, I'm doing the math now, don't you? <laughs> I know. I know. No, my my parents were 30 when they had me, and my grandma was 15 years older than that, so she was 45. They were 45. Okay. When I was born. I'm just trying but to get an idea. They were relatively yeah. young grandparents, and. Um, they they didn't really want to be called grandma and grandpa at first. At least, at least grandma didn't, because she was still kind of wanting to be, you know, like I don't know. Yeah, it's, very a, it's suave. a hard. Yeah, it's. I mean, everybody's different, but you know, glamorous and stuff. Yeah, she wanted to be that, and um, so she had us calling them Mama Dale and Daddy Roy because we were the same age. Actually, my sisters were the same age as the ones they were adopting. But I'm a lot younger than my sisters, so when I came around was when all the other grandchildren started coming along, and they were starting to call them Grandma and Grandpa by then, which was fine, but I was calling them Mama Dale and Daddy Roy because my sisters were older, and they called them that, and then finally my cousin turned to me and said, why do you call them that? I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. And um, and she just wanted to be called Mama Dale, and... So right then and there, I was only five, but I thought, well, that's dumb. I'm not going to call her that anymore. I'm going to call her Grandma because everybody else my age is calling him Grandma. I'm looking so, right. I'm looking at this picture of you with Mark, the dog. Oh, I loved that dog. I followed him around. Oh, I wanted him so badly. I just, I would, I would zero in on him the minute I walked in. But the you house. look like Shirley Temple there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had all these ringlets and and curls and stuff and. Um, that was my favorite dog of theirs, and he just didn't how long mind. Did, how many years did that dog last? Oh, you remember? Um, well, he was still around when they were when I was like ten, um, eleven. I don't know. He he lasted a good dog's life. You know, he was probably twelve or fifteen when he died. 
Um, what makes but, what what seems to make you the happiest these days? I mean, what 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 makes you happy? And and I mean, all the memories, I'm sure. But I mean, what are you what are you currently doing? And what what does your day consist of? Well, currently, not not today, actually, but um, currently, I'm teaching third grade. Oh really? Um, oh yeah, I'm still teaching, and um, and I love just going out and sitting in the in the barn with the animals. I feel like um, what's her name in Charlotte's Web? You know, who would go out and just sit on the stool with the right. pig? Um, I can sit out there and talk to the animals um, all day, and um, I love being with my grandkids and my kids and having wonderful family time, you know, um, because we're making memories right now. I mean, these here and now are the good old days. Mm-hmm. And that we'll, we're going to look back on in 20 years, we'll look back on these days too. So I just want to make these the best that they can be as well. And what, I what, love, do, what kind of work does your husband do? He's a baseball coach. He, um, he runs a, a baseball camp um, above San Francisco in Marin every summer for children, for youth. Oh, and, nice. um, and he's also a high school baseball coach, and he teaches PE on the, you know, in a schedule during the day. So he's, you know, he's at school too. So we're both teachers. And, and how, many, yeah. how many years have you been doing that, teaching? Uh, 34. Oh, wow. Yeah. Time yeah, was 34? You couldn't have said 34. You sound so young. <laughs> I know. Well, no. I'm, um, yeah, I'm old enough. I'm, I'm 64, so, you know, I'm not ashamed to say it. Grandma used to tell her age all the time, and I thought, well, heck, why not? Um, but I don't feel like I ever really grew up. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, there's a part of me that's, that's still, like, in my 30s. Mm-hmm. And, um do you so, still do you still hear from famous celebrities about your parents? I mean, just do. You... I do, I do. When I go out to um, different festivals or I run into somebody, you know, um, um, you know, people people love them, and I've had so, some really rich relationships because of them that I would have never known if I hadn't have been related to these two people. Because you know, I wouldn't know half of these people in Hollywood if. Um, if it weren't for grandma and grandpa. And not everyone in Hollywood is, you know, is bad or, you know, or is, no. you know. Uh, there's a lot of really good people out there. Right. And, and that's, a, that's a shame of online. It focuses on the, on the nasty side sometimes. Yeah, it does. But and you know what? If you're looking for the positive and you are positive, you kind of attract it to, you know, to... I always find myself other. wanting to go online and say something nice to somebody. Because yeah. it feels so good. I mean, why not say yeah. something nice? Right in somebody's okay, is it really going to hurt that much to, to give someone a compliment? Do we have to tear everybody down, tear each other down? You know? Right. Um, and yeah. life is just so much better when you're, when you're happier. Now, I have to ask you about Martin Cove. Now, oh. <laughs> you talk about him being a friend. Was he the one that was on Cagney and Lacey? Yeah. Yeah, he's on um, the new Karate Kid. Um, oh, he's still, he's still acting. Yeah, he's on... Um, Oh gosh! Now I'm going to sound really, really silly. Um, he's on Cobra Kai. That's oh, it. Okay. Um, it's a it's a reboot of of the Karate Kid, right. and he is uh, on Netflix. So with he's that. been acting so, for a lot of years. Oh, a lot of years. Yeah. He, Cagney and Lacey was really early on, and then and then he really kind of rose to fame in the Karate Kid movie, and then he you know he would do stuff 
different festivals and appearances and things and such like that. Uh, I sort of remember him playing villains at some point. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's very much, he's got that villain look, but he's a sweetheart. He's, um, you know, he's not, he's not. When well, I read the name of the book, I thought, oh, it can't be the same Martin Cove, can it? That was on Cagney and Lacey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the way you called him Marty Cove, I'm like, well, that, isn't his name Martin Cove? <laughs> it's well, funny yeah, how, Martin Cove. Yeah. But it's yeah. funny how we always relate it to exactly what we remember, the name what? being, you know, we don't, you know. And exactly. It, and we start to it, think, well, it, if it. It doesn't look the same. Maybe it isn't the same person. Maybe, maybe it isn't isn't the same. Yeah, I know. He's he's big into westerns too. He's uh, he's been around at the different western festivals. So I actually met him through the western circuit rather than through his you know his other work and and stuff. But um, yeah, there's um, people. It's funny because when I was at the Lone Pine Film Festival a few years ago, Robert Wagner was there, and he um, we got to talking, and he said, "No, call me RJ." And for some reason, that just doesn't roll off my tongue. I just can't tell other people, "Oh yeah, well RJ," and you know was saying. It just sounds too um, personal, I guess. But um, he was very adamant. You know, no. I, I go by RJ. So did you ever get to meet Natalie Wood? Alrighty. Um, no, I did not. I I didn't. But, what a um, beautiful, beautiful woman she was. Yeah, oh my God. yeah, she was very much. Um, and I love I love Stephanie Powers. So he's kind of she's kind of connected with. Oh yeah, um, yeah. There's a name. There's a name. There's a name that brings back my childhood. Just so many wonderful and memories. She's with really her. sweet, and she's very much into horses. She has horses over in England. She has. And she goes to Kenya a lot, you know. She's right. um, really, really into the conservation of the animals over there. Good for really her. Really loves it over there. Good. And I lived, I lived over in um, the Congo for a year, so we had a lot to talk about with that. Right. Um, but yeah, life is interesting. You run into people that you'd never think you're going to run into or meet or end up knowing. And now I haven't and found the the celebrity bowling the one that has Flip Wilson on it now. Oh, <laughs> that was in the book. Yeah, that was a picture that I had. In yeah, I'm my looking at it right book. now. Yeah. But I have to go find it on YouTube. I want to see. I, I want to see if he ever loses. <laughs> if he, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I have some pictures of him on the back of the motorcycle with Grandpa, too. I think they made a day of it. Uh, you know, he showed him around the museum and all Cliff that. Wilson had to be a character to, to know. I, mean, yeah. I can only imagine if he was like that on TV, what he was like in real life. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the craziness. I, you know, I never... I never met him. He was out at the museum, and um, but I wasn't. I wasn't there those few days. But uh, my, it was funny because when Patrick Swayze came out to the museum, oh, wow. um, he always wanted to meet Roy Rogers. It was his hero, and um, he was talking in the museum. And my cousin Shauna was standing there talking with with the group there. And um, as soon as Grandpa left the room. Patrick Swayze turns to my cousin Shauna and said, I just met Roy Rogers. I just met Roy Rogers. He was all excited like a kid. Oh, that's so you know? cool. And Shauna's thinking, dude, you're more famous than he is. We're excited to meet you, <laughs> not Grandpa. Exactly. And it was really, it's all in your perspective, I guess. And Patrick seemed like he must have been a good guy, too. You always saw him smiling. He was too. a good guy. He wanted to play Grandpa. He was really interested in doing a musical, on a stage musical. And he and Lisa, his wife, wanted to do Roy and Dale. Mm -hmm. And um, 
So it never, you know, like so many of those things, you know, they don't pan out. They don't end up happening. But uh, for a while it was, you know, in the in the talking. You really have a lot of wonderful pictures of Dale in here. Especially, I mean, she was really a, a nice-looking woman. When she, she was beautiful. And you know what? The older she got, too, she just glowed from inside. She just was so beautiful, even as an older woman in a wheelchair. Actually, she was um, she was just amazing. Um, it, really, it really shows you, like, beauty is, you know, inside and outside. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. She was younger. She was like a pinup girl, one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. I love this picture of, of Roy with uh, Linda Carter, Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, a, yeah. what another beautiful woman. Well, and she's very, she's a very nice woman, a very, um, they, they really had a high regard for her. Um, Is she really close friends still today with J- Lindsay Wagner, Linda Carter? Are they, I yeah, heard, they, heard that they were friends. I heard they, yeah, I, I believe they are. I mean, I'm not, you know, in the middle of I've that always, or in the know. The reason but, I um, ask is because I've always been a big Lindsay Wagner fan. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, I just, there oh, was yeah. something about her that just I, resonated with me. The fact that well, she could really act. She wasn't just an action hero star. She she really could act. Right. Well, and you know what? I think what resonates with people, too, and what happens so often with Grandma and Grandpa is that they're authentic. And um, and you get the sense that they are real people, and that um, and, and they really are. They're they're uh, accessible and approachable, and people can really talk to them. And well, what what? Tell me something about Roy and Dale that maybe most people don't know. Um. Well, Grandpa used to pair his dark socks with his um, gym shorts and look totally <laughs> ridiculous. And there's a picture of him like that in in the book out in the backyard. We're under the peach tree or apricot tree, I guess. Um, it's funny that that's yeah. the first thing you think of when I ask you. <laughs> I know. Well, it's because he's just Grandpa. That's why. Right. Well, t- how about something about Dale that we wouldn't necessarily know? Um. Well, she wrote everything everything down on napkins and notes and envelopes and I mean she had stuff scrawled everywhere I mean you couldn't read her writing for one thing and I have a song that she wrote for me which was really sweet is that in the book I thought I saw something yes you can't even read it's just chicken scratching I had to (laughs) decipher it and type it out next to it um but she would write, she'd have all kinds of junk in her purse um, where she said, oh, don't throw that out. I have something on the back of that envelope I want to save. And, and um, you know, ideas <laughs> for a book or, you know, her shopping list, anything. And um, so she was always on the move, and um, she, that's how she rolled. Grandpa was much more deliberate and organized and kind of just... Um, yeah, she just was on the fly all the time. All right. the time. I like and this this picture on page thirty three of you, this outfit from Grandma Dale. I like the. Oh, picture. the sausage outfit. Yeah, I, can't, oh, I think that's what it is. But. Well, it's a sequin. It's a long gown. Yes. Or, yes. Yeah. Um, she gave me a lot of clothes in her closet, and I don't know why, because she would all of a sudden look at me, and I'd think, "Uh oh, here it comes," and she'd say, "Julie." I have something in my closet that would look really good on you. And I think, no, 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 no. Not again, not no. again. 
<laughs> it was almost always, I mean, really just horribly ugly and um, hideous. And but I would take it gracefully and say, "Oh, thank you so much. I'm, I'm, you know, that that's really sweet." And I would keep it in my costume box. I didn't, you know, wear them, but. Um, but she always found clothes for me in her closet that she just wanted to see me wear. And that was one of them, that pink gown. Um, the thing is so hard to get into. And you do. You feel like a, a sausage in it. Like mm-hmm. you've just been, you know, slipped into a sausage casing. And and then there's a, a wraparound chiffon thing that if you try to get it around your neck, you're going to whip three people in the eye with it, you know, that are standing six feet away because this thing is so long. You don't know what to do with it. And I've worn it to several functions, and um, I'm exhausted by the time I'm done wearing it because it's just so high maintenance. You know, you have to not trip on that thing. And um, She gave me the other thing in the first part of the book, too, the, the velvet dress that's a skirt, and she wore that on the Perry Como show. Oh, wow. And, um, this picture of you with Peggy Stewart, you, you, this is a really good picture of you. I, I loved Peggy. She was... She was like my surrogate grandmother friend. She's kind of one of those people you look at and you think, I've seen her in something, but I can't remember what I've seen her in. She was a B-Western actress, and she also also worked well into her her 80s because she was on Seinfeld. She was on um, Frasier. She did a movie with Adam Sandler. She was was a... um, she works, and um, your whole I, family works. I mean, it's yeah. There's not a lazy one in the bunch. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Does anybody but, ever retire in your family? Ever? Um, yeah, actually, actually, they did. Well, grandma and grandpa never really did. They they said they did, but then they'd still do stuff. They right. couldn't help it. Um, and my parents were kind of the same way. Maybe I'll be like that. I don't know, but um, you sound like you have the energy for it. Well, I, I. Hello. When, when you when you look in the mirror oh. and you go, when did that happen? Yes. <laughs> you know. Um, Something happened there. We had a little glitch. I don't know. What, you oh. Cut out. I don't know what that was. But was oh, I don't know. I'm just saying well, that for people who are I'll, listening, I'll, thinking, what I'll what was that? Really <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the the um, phone service is not real great here in the High right. Sierras. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that where you are? I'm no wonder. Yeah, I'm I'm on the backside of Lake Tahoe, and the mountains are. I'm right up against the mountains. What is what's the temperature there today? Oh, it's probably like I don't know, 40 degrees. Oh wow, um, it's cold. I, so I, you know what? This is one thing that I'm not really getting used to very fast is the weather here. I'm I'm from Southern California. I love the beach and the sun. Oh and, yeah, why wouldn't you? You know, all that. <laughs> what's and, not like? Uh, what's not to like? You know. It's really cold up here, and so, like, sometimes I'll go to bed. I'll actually go put on my jacket to wear to bed because it's like, uh, I'm not I'm not going to stay awake being cold. I'm just going to sleep. So my husband's not real thrilled with that, but, you know, that's the way it is. You move me up to a cold place, you're going to get me in a jacket. How is Charlotte Stewart doing? I know you're friends with her, too. Yeah, she's doing really well. They're, they're, most of them are back at the... Um, I interviewed her when her book came out. She's a real sweet lady. She's really sweet. I loved the story she told me about almost meeting Grandpa, um, even though it was kind of sad. Um, she just loved him, and, you know, she she ran home that day to meet him because she found out he was at their house, I guess, for business with his 
her dad or something, and she had come from a skating party, and she busted out of the car, forgetting she had her roller skates still on, and she did a face plant right in front of them. And she got up, she was all bloody and, and embarrassed, and she ran to her room, and she never met Grandpa. Oh, goodness, really? I, I was so sad when, I, when she told me that story. I'm surprised uh, you didn't meet him afterwards at some point. I would think so, I know, but she said that was that was her her heartbreak, you know, early on in life. But, um, yeah, a lot of them are back there at the Cherry Festival, Cherry Blossom Festival, right. um, doing a little house thing. Um, oh yeah, a lot of a lot of the the people from Little House on the Prairie still get together, and they're wonderful friends. They're just real people. Um, we're really close. And that to Allison them. Arngrim, she's she's a kick. That she's woman. So funny. She is so funny. We had such a good time on her show the other day, and she came to our Roy Rogers festival. So I know her. I've known her. You for just never years. know what she's going to say next. You really no. don't know. I mean, no. literally. Anything could no. come out of her mouth. It could be anything, and especially when she has that sock monkey with her, you know, she just, you know, sock monkey will say something that she can't even say. I mean, she's hilarious, <laughs> and um, she's she's not at all like like her character, which means she's a really good actress, and I'm, I've always been so intrigued that she's um, such good friends with... Um, um, with Laura, you know, on the show. Melissa Gilbert, yeah, yeah. In real life, yeah. So, um, yeah, she's funny. But here, I mean, here's the bottom line. Roy and Dale, there really is nothing negative about them. I mean, what could they possibly dig up that's negative about those two? They just seem like they exuded joy and gave joy to so many millions of people. I mean, there well, isn't anything negative. Well, that's kind of why I want this book to to go out into the hands of people who are maybe even a little bit younger to introduce them to, you know, the Hollywood of, you know, kind of the past Hollywood of yesterday, whatever, um, because they they still are relevant for today. You know, who they were, what they did as far as, um, you know, children's charities and special needs and adoption and uh, just goodness and morals and values and all that kind of stuff, it still is relatable today. And they were very inclusive with adopting. And, you know, nowadays we're, that's all about inclusivity with, uh, you know, they didn't see color because I have an aunt that's Native American. I had one that was Korean. I had one that was Scottish. My uncle had special needs a bit because he was beaten as a child and he had some mild brain damage. Um, and so... You know, we were very inclusive, and and I just think they're really relevant for today, and it's a feel-good kind of topic and book and all of that, and I would really like to see um, just some happiness come out of it. And patience is, when they say patience is a virtue, and I'm not kidding, it, it is very yeah. difficult to be patient with everybody in this world, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of oh, crazy yeah. people out there. Yeah, there are. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, crazy in a good way and crazy in a bad way, and you just, yeah. you just never know. I mean, today uh -huh. you offend somebody and, you, and, you know, it, it, it can, it can really hurt you, especially oh, if you yeah. have a, uh, if you're famous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you only get one chance to make a, I don't know, a first impression or whatever. But um, I, I know there was one time that Grandpa um, had um, maybe not as good of an interaction, and I will tell you about that, and it's in the book, is when um, 
They were walking along, they were doing Madison Square Garden, and they were walking along New York City Street, and two ladies were behind them, and he could hear them, both Grandma and Grandpa could hear them talking about Grandpa's hair, saying that Roy wore a toupee. And they were certain of it, and one of them was just really boasting about the fact that she's in the know, and she just knows that it's not his hair. He, uh. he tried to be patient as long as he could, but he finally turned around, just flipped around, pulled his hair, and said, it's real. It's real hair, okay? <laughs> and, and they just were stunned, and they just scurried away, just not even knowing what to say. And um, But Grandma was on the ground laughing. I mean, she just thought that was the funniest thing. And they didn't even uh, know that he was right in front of them? Uh, no. <laughs> Which is even more remarkable. Right. They didn't, they didn't even look up to notice. Um, well, they must have because they saw, oh. they saw him. I don't know. I don't know how it went, but apparently they very much were... Uh, surprised by Grandpa turning around and not. That's a not classic. Knowing. That's a that's a classic for a lifetime. So that was that was maybe the one time that he was not so patient with, with somebody. <laughs> well, he had good reason too. I mean, let's you face know. it. To have somebody you know. talking about you and saying things that aren't even true, that kind of. I know. That kind of would make anybody angry sometimes. I know. You, you just know. You know it, but you know, Grandma thought he was the funniest guy in the whole world, and she just got such a big kick out of him. And I love it because the way she would look at him and the way he would look at her, I mean. Right. How often do you go riding? Well, I used to go riding every week, and um, I have, um, I had surgery on my hand, so right. that's kind of curtailed for a while, and my husband's back has been bothering him. So we've been kind of um, ranch-bound right now, but mm -hmm. when the grandchildren come over, we stick them up on the horses. Um, but we have all this land out here um, that is just national land or state land or BLM land, whatever they call it. And there's, well, you can ride all the way to Idaho from our house uh, on our horses. So, so you, um, you I want to get back on them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's something, I guess, once you do it, you just you just want to do it all the time. I mean, I... Yeah. Well, I think... I think um, who was it? Will Rogers has said there's something about the outside of a horse that's good for the inside of a man. And, oh, what an interesting and comment. It's really true, you know, that horses are very therapeutic. And well, that's why they use them in therapy, too, with, um, you know, veterans that come home from war that um, have PTSD, with kids uh, with special needs and stuff like that. You're very caring toward other people. That's very important in life. I mean, and it's very important. Well, because you kind of. Eventually, you get what you give, and you give what you get, and it just feels better. You know? I mean, when you think about the good times in your life, and, and I remember giving giving presents to people. I remember one woman I, I gave a book to one time, and she just went crazy over it. And, you know, when you think about those times, you think about the joy that you could bring, just a simple yeah. little thing like that to bring to other people. If we could do more of that, what this world would be like, it would be such a better world. It would be, you know, and, and it can start with us. So that's what we can do, and that's what, you know, that's our, our biggest challenge. And, and you, can, and you can't help but read this book and, and feel that joy that Dale and, and Roy had and and that you have. And 
you know, and here's the animals, there's pictures of the animals. I'm just flipping through the book looking at the pictures. I could just look for the pic at the pictures the whole time. And you, then there should, we didn't even talk about your rock collection. Oh, I know. <laughs> and that was a really special time with Grandpa. So, I mean, there are so many good memories. And the funny thing is, you don't think that they're outstanding in any way until you write them down. And then, and then I don't know, it just... Because they were so um, busy and famous and this and that with their with their work, I guess people don't realize how well, the sweet times that really happened behind the scenes. And I think that it's kind of nice to bring those things out. Because, Absolutely. You know, those were the really important things in life. And um, there was never a time that I didn't feel loved by them. And Gosh, they were so busy, and, but they were never too busy for me. I love the and I love this gown you were wearing. This this sequin gown. Who was it? Oh, Grandma <laughs> Dale gave you the gown. Yeah. You're laughing yeah. just hearing about it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, because it's hanging. It's actually hanging up right here beside me. Um, because when I do the podcast, um, um, I have it in the background, so you can see some of Grandpa's his hat and his um sparkly uniform. Um, not uniform, costumes, whatever. Um, and the boots, me. I'm looking at the boots. The boots are so pretty. <laughs> and yep. it's not even a color picture, and yet it's still, you can see, you just sense that they're really pretty. Yeah, yeah. And those are the boots she wanted me to take to the Salvation Army. Really? And, yeah. She had me um, go up in the uh, attic and clean out the attic one day when I was in college and get a couple big boxes to, to donate at Salvation Army, and I found these two pairs of boots, and I brought them down. I said, Grandma, you really want to donate these boots? She said, yeah, somebody's going to need shoes. And I said, well, can, can I keep one of these pairs? Because there's so much history to them. I know these were your work boots, and I know you used them on the show, and they're just kind of special. She said, well, oh, yeah, you can keep those, honey. Those old things, you, you really want those? I said, yeah. And... um she said, well, be sure to donate the other pair because someone's going to need shoes. Do you still so, have, you, you're big on border cows. You have four border cows. You still have the four? Oh, yeah. They're laying right here at my feet right now. Oh, really? Yeah. They're, um, they're such good company and they're so smart. Border collies are just intelligent. Um, and, yeah. They're giving me, one of them's giving me the side eye right now. Like, I, what, are you talking about me? <laughs> yeah, that's right. They know. They know when you're talking they about They know. They know. <laughs> now, can yeah. people get this book in Barnes & Noble? Yeah, they can get it on the Barnes & Noble website, and they can also get it on Amazon website. Do you think it's and in it's the like, Barnes & Noble stores, too? I don't know, because I don't have a store near me. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I have one ten minutes for me. Speed store near me, but... um. Um, yeah, I know you can get it on that website and on Amazon's website, and you can get it in hardback or soft, um, you know, paperback. Oh, it's in paperback also. Yeah. I didn't know that. See, I have the hardback in front of me. So. Yeah, um, well, it, the paperback is new. It just came out. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to take it to, I have the Roy Rogers Festival in August, and I have um, a book tour back in Ohio. So who will um, be at the Roy Rogers Festival? Anybody anybody um, famous other than you? Well, uh, well, I will be. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, my aunt Dodie, who's the my Native American aunt, 
who I love to pieces, and we always see each other at these festivals. Um, we usually invite, you know, like one year we had Kathy Garver um, from Oh, yeah, Family from Family Affair, Affair yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We had Bobby Carradine, and all these people have since become good friends. Um, Bobby Carradine and the whole Carradine family is wonderful. Keith, yeah, um, I remember Keith from Dexter and all kinds of Yeah. What, yeah, a, what an intense actor he was. He still yeah. is. I think he's still alive, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Keith is still working, and Bobby's daughter's walking, uh, uh, working. Ever yeah. Carradine, yes. Yeah, what did I see her in last? She's, um... Oh, she's in, um... Handmaid's Tale? Handmaid's Tale, yes. Yeah. And, and, oh, how um, cool. Yeah, their whole family is, um, and one of his daughters is getting married, and anyway, it's really fun to... To keep up with people and that have been I think ever was ever Carradine in Thirty Something at one point too. Was it Thirty Something she was in? Something. I don't. I don't know if she's old enough because Thirty Something. No, maybe not. What, what, what am I thinking of then? Something else I that I've seen know. her in. I. I don't know what it was now. I'll have to go back and look now. IMDb. <laughs> I'm thinking I must be mixing her up with somebody else, but I I know from Handmaid's Tale. I watch Handmaid's Tale all the time. Yeah. Well, and we had we had Butch Patrick. Um, he's a good guy um, from the Munster. Oh yeah, Eddie Munster. One yeah. year, and he brought the Munster mobile. And um, but this year, I think they're going to have uh, like an anniversary type celebration, and they're inviting the Rogers family. So I don't know how many other family members are coming, but um, it'd be great to see so like a family reunion. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because we're kind of scattered all over the country now. So that's that's one thing that was really sad when Grandma and Grandpa passed on because, you know, they were the hub and we used to meet at their house and then everybody sort of scattered and and there's no hub anymore. and But yet we're all still close. Mm-hmm. I just, um, you know, I wish we could we could see each other more. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's been it's been so much fun to talk to you. You're, you're such a, a vibrant person. It's very fun to talk and and to get to know you. And I'd love to talk to you again sometime. And oh yeah, um, absolutely. You're, I mean, if you're I just write such another a, book, I'll let you know. <laughs> you're just such a sweet person. It comes through. I mean, you can't be you couldn't be a mean person. I think I'd be horrified. <laughs> you, I'm a nice person, you know. Cause well, my my husband does say that. He says there's not a mean bone in your body, Julie. Now there's other things he could say about me. I right. have lots of faults. Well, let's ask but, him, Joey. No, it's kidding. But yeah, but, but meanness is not really. One of them. <laughs> right. Well, it, it, with the family you have, how could you be mean? I mean, it just doesn't seem possible. <clears throat> well, I feel very blessed, and I think we all are. And if we start looking at the po- my dad used to always say, you can look at the positive or you can look at the negative, and whatever you choose to look at becomes easier to do. What do you think Dale and Roy would think of the way the world is today? Oh, they'd be so heartbroken. So heartbroken. They, um, it, it would be very disturbing for them. But we um, still have joy. There's still some joy there. I mean, there's still... Yeah. Jo- you find things... I mean, I know I, I find things that make me happy. Right. Little things well, that make me happy. See, that's the thing. You have to. You have to find those moments. Even if you can't find a whole day that's happy, right. find a moment. And then, you know, dine out on that for a minute. I mean, and, we uh, all have such money worries and... and Family yeah. worries and and things you know anger whatever we have whatever it is but you have yeah. to let it go yeah and it's yeah. so difficult sometimes I mean well because all it does is is shorten your life it just it makes your life not um, 
it, it affects your your health is what it does exactly you just and I find joy in reading I find joy in watching TV and thinking about yeah. old times and thinking about times when I was really happy listening to yeah. music that makes me happy you know and and it, you have to focus on that. Why focus on the negative? It's just too, it, like you said, it just shortens your life and makes you miserable. Right, right. But it, That's, um, yeah, my dad always said that. Focus on the positive and it gets easier to do. Right. So, whichever one you choose. Exactly. Once again, and the book, once again, is called Your Heroes, My Grandparents, and Granddaughters My Granddaughters Love. love. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'd be honored if anybody would read it. I really am. I just, um, I put my heart into it, and I feel like it really tells who Grandma and Grandpa really mm -hmm. were. Exactly. Now, will you be, we talk, will you be talking about the book at the festival? Will, you be, will they be selling yeah. the book? Yeah. I will be, and <clears throat> there's a little festival here in town. I don't know if I'm going to be. I've, I've been so pumped up on Vicodin after this hand surgery. Um, I've been out of work, and for good reason. I've been asleep most of the time. So um, when, will it, when will it totally heal, do you think? Um, well, I'm going back to work on Monday, um, but I look like I have a big claw hand. I mean, you know, it's a big old cast. But will, um, will you be able to sign books? Oh, yeah, because this is my left hand. Oh, I had my good. right hand. Yeah, no, this is my left hand. <laughs> People are like, oh, my God, I hope she can sign books. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I'm good on that front. So, um, yeah, so I'll just be, I'll be talking about it wherever I go and um, hopefully get the word out there. Right. But, you know, Roy and Dale are still, their spirit is still alive and well. And that's exactly the way you would always want it. Who wouldn't? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And thank you so much for doing this. I really, I can't tell you yes. how much I appreciate it. We've been thank talking you. for almost an hour and ten really minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been great fun. So, um, so we'll have to do it again sometime. And right. you have a great day. Right. And this has been David's Book Talk. We'll talk to you next time. You have just enjoyed the podcast of David's Book Talk, brought to you by your host, book lover David English. Please visit us at davidbooktalk.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and subscribe to our podcast. We want to hear from you, and we don't want you to miss our upcoming shows with top authors like Mary Higgins Clark, Patricia Cornwell, Lisa Scottolini, Jackie Collins, Nelson DeMille, Michael Connolly, Sue Grafton, Steve Martini, Dale Brown, David Baldacci. 